It's time for Caught on Tape with Doug Murin. And now your host, Doug Murin. Hey, welcome. Glad you could join the show today. I, I love visiting with you. And uh, whether you're on podcast or live on uh, Krista Radio or other stations who've uh, possibly joined in by now, uh, we're, we're happy you're here because uh, uh, we, we think we've been given a little assignment in our little corner of the world to, uh, to talk about uh, Jesus stuff and uh, see if somehow or other the, the Word of God can't uh, sort of find a way into hearts, even of those who've not known Him. I'm, I'm sure there are people listening who've not yet surrendered, as we call it, which means just become friends with Christ in a, in a pretty serious way. And, and the way you do that is you simply ask Him to join in your life. Uh, I remember well when I, when I received Christ, which was, uh, quite a while ago, I, I was, I was in trouble, man. I had been arrested for uh, selling drugs, a lot of drugs. I'll never forget when they hauled me into the station and they took me to the locker room and <laughs> opened up a few lockers of drugs I had sold. And, uh, they had, they had my name on them and, uh, oh boy, that was, that was a frightening thing. So, uh, during that time, I decided to re-examine my life, and I said, you know, I'm not sure, even as a young, well, you would call me a kid then, I'm not sure this is a way that uh, life was intended for me. And a friend of mine had received Christ. He was, uh, he was a jazz musician, a guy named Don Lanfear, and was a famous guy. Uh, people of, of his era would know him in, the, in New York City and L.A., and, and uh, it became really well-known as a Christian man, but... Don, Don and I uh, were from the same town, and um, I'll never forget, he came to see me and he said, I wish you'd just get right with God. <laughs> I said, how do you get right with God? You need to get saved, he said. And I remember saying, saved? Saved from what? What, what in the world does that mean? We forget sometimes, those of you who are Christians, we sound a little peculiar to people. We're not sure what that meant. And so I, I said yes to Christ at that time. And, uh, boy, I'm, I, I was, uh, had a miracle released from, uh, drugs and, uh, have served Christ joyously every day, every since I did a little stint as a young man in jail for selling drugs. And, uh, that's why I have a lot of compassion for people getting in trouble. Cause I've been there. If you're listening, you've been in trouble. Don't, you're not going to frighten me any. I, I hang around with some really bad people. In fact, I hung out with murderers on Walla Walla about once a month for several years. Saw many of them receive Christ. I'll never forget some incredible things that happened. Or you just may be a tell white lies. I <laughs> sometimes sometimes that's about as bad. And and you can you can come to Christ and he will rejoice and receive you and that's what we're what we're all about. Anyway, this show is about being captivated by Jesus, not just getting a little dose of Jesus, but literally becoming engulfed with his presence and, and him being around you. And uh, I, I wanted to talk today to my friends who may be facing depression. Um, you know, uh, uh, depression is a pretty serious thing in our society, and we're not quite sure why. Some, some think it has to do a little bit with our diet, uh, there are some peculiarities about depression that are really quite interesting. And I've spoken with the experts for decades on this because I, I began to see that depression was tearing up marriages 
actually affecting negatively people's faiths in a way that uh, was uh, troubling to me as a spiritual leader. And I, I began to, to realize it was, it was quite interesting that there seems to be more depression on the West Coast than on the East Coast, for example, which was always surprising to me. And one of my friends, who's a pretty renowned researcher in the area, said, believe it or not, he, he felt it was a little bit uh, to do with the way we get our water on the West Coast that we drink a lot of rainwater, and so we don't have water that gets leached through the earth where we get certain minerals like lithium and and other things. And, you know, I couldn't argue with him because I went and looked at the research, and it seemed to bear up. And it was another example to me where we sometimes think that we have emotional problems or we have spiritual problems or we have physical problems. But the truth is it— most issues like this, like depression, and, and I think even relational conflict uh, and a number of things which are often side issues to depression, I, I think we, uh, we don't realize it, but it's a combination of many factors that kind of come together. I, I know uh, uh, I, have, I have, as a pastor, had people come to me saying they had faith problems and doubt issues and everything, and, and I found myself asking them about their diet. <laughs> You know, or what are your sleep habits? You know, what, what, you know, you know, you, you, you're a mind, you're a spirit and you're a soul all in one. And it's amazing how intricately God has designed us. According to Psalms 139, we have been intricately designed. The, the Hebrew actually reads there. We've been, we've been very precisely fine tuned as beings and God works in all areas. But I've, I've found that joy is something that is supernatural. And often depression comes when you just kind of find joy evading you, but often your mind cannot experience joy because of too low levels of serotonin, for example, or dopamine, uh, or, or uh, uh, any, any number of neurotransmitter issues that doctors can, can work you through. And I've seen many people help tremendously by that. And that can cause spiritual problems. That's why I have always been very comfortable working as a pastor with, with doctors and counselors and, uh, and believe it or not, even dietitians in helping pastor people because we are fearfully, according to Psalm 139, we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And sometimes it takes the full gamut of things to work. But often joy is uh, a byproduct of, of a number of things and uh, uh, such that, that we need to, uh, need to look at. You know, one of, one of the things I found about uh, dealing with depression as I have in the past. It's kind of a bygone issue for me, but in years past, I had depression. One of the things I found was that physical exercise, for example, was a, was a terrific help to even my faith. Uh, so what I did is I, I realized that maybe being a couch potato was not producing uh, the right kind of body chemistry in my life that was going to make for joy to be experienced in my brain. I had it in my heart, but it just was not <laughs> finding a friendly home in my brain. And I, what I did, and I encourage you to think about something like this. I went and bought a, a, a I think it was a 30 speed bicycle. 
And I was leading a large church at the time, but I would, I would have terrible depression and, uh, and yet have joy at the same time. It was, it was a, I don't know how to describe it. It was a funny thing. So I, I got to exercising. A doctor friend encouraged me to do that and lose some weight. And I, God, I think I lost like 30, 40 pounds. And I rode my bicycle up to the top of Snoqualmie Falls, uh, Snoqualmie Pass, rather, uh, a couple, three times a week. And after a while, I lost some weight. I got in pretty good shape. And I started feeling a, a little bit better. Uh, I think for a period of time, antidepressants helped me as well. That's why, I, you know, some people raise their eyebrows when I say that. But sometimes what happens is your brain, mixed with the kind of water we drink sometimes on the West Coast, and with your biochemistry and with your diet— uh, combined with a poor, undisciplined thought life, which sometimes is harder to manage if you're not well physically, uh, can make it so you don't produce enough serotonin or dopamine or some of these tremendous fluids in your brain that allow for thoughts to move from one part of your brain to another with ease. And that's why you find in the Bible even uh, guys like Job, who very clearly experienced depression that was brought on by illness. Uh, David clearly had issues with clinical depression. And uh, so it is, it is not something the Bible's unfamiliar with. And a great doctor or some pastors can really help you do that. And a lot, of course, most all counselors can, can help you with this. But uh, one, of the, one of the things that I encourage people to do is to get a, get a pretty serious feel for uh, getting well physically. And also then, what do you think about? Um, you can't. You can direct your thoughts. It's hard when you feel down to think up thoughts. I know that. I'm not stupid. I've lived there. I know what you're talking about. But it's well worth the effort sometimes to have some upward thoughts, mobility, and it's one of the things that I think church is designed for. Because let's face it, sometimes we need to get around the right people. Uh, I know when I would uh, have a, a downtime in my life, there were certain people I avoided <laughs> because you can spot them right off because they said, why are you doing, not doing too well? Well, they were always doing worse than I was. You've got those, <laughs> well, you ought, to, you ought to be part of my life. It's really the pits. And, and I, I, I found sometimes if you're listening and your joy factors uh, not being satisfied effectively, um, Sometimes just finding a different friend can help, a different point of fellowship. That's one of the values of, I think, it belonging to a church, to be honest. I tell my friends who deal with some of this, man, you get around a joyous group of people, even for that one hour a week, and man, it can really infuse you with what you need to face life if you're dealing with this kind of issue. So uh, those are some factors that I'm thinking of, you know, uh, to look at. You know, Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Joy is your birthright. And so hanging out with the right people, thinking the right thoughts. Uh, now I'm going to I'm going to uh, take a break here in a second, but I want to finish with this one last discipline that I've learned that really helps. I learned it from uh, uh, one of my early mentors who was 
in some ways in unbelievably impressive, but in other ways, some of my more educated friends kind of uh, rolled their eyes a little bit. He was from, he grew up in the hills of Tennessee, the back hills of Tennessee, and he never lost the dialect. <laughs> but he was a great, great leader in the church world. And he looked at me one day and he said, Doug, you know how, you know how you really increase your faith? I said, no. He said, every day when I get up, I say 100 thank yous. I find 100 things to be thankful for. And I said, well, Doc, that's a lot of stuff. That takes a lot of work. He said, just try it. Thank God for the weather. Thank God for your kids. Thank God for everything. So if you're dealing with a need for joy to find a way to kind of leak through your life or fill your life or overflow from your life, you might think about that. What's your diet? What do you think about? Are you thinking optimistically or positively? Who do you hang out with? You know, choose some choose some upbeat friends. Watch your diet. Exercise can really help. And of course, you know, I I made a practice and I still do. Uh, at least once twice a month I pray all night. And the reason I do that is I I find some situations require intense prayer, not just casual prayer. And I I learned this from a guy named Jay Yor. And he said that all revivals and every life he had seen God use dynamically practiced what he called extraordinary prayer. So those are just a few thoughts I thought I'd drop on you today. If you're struggling with depression, you've, you've got a guy here who, who empathizes with you, and I feel bad for you. But you might try some of these little simple treatments here. You possibly need to go see a doctor and get a physical even because there are a lot of illnesses that one of the symptoms is just feeling down emotionally all the time. And you want to get that checked out. We dropped out of our topic and I've asked Mark to drop me back in here to just say, hey, one of, one of the, the great things that I've learned, investing and giving in what God does to help people does something remarkable inside me personally, not only because it's obedience, but there's, there is a pleasure to knowing that, uh, that you're, you're, you're making a mark. Now, one of the things we want to do with uh, uh, the Muren Group, with our radio show uh, uh, caught, on, caught on Air, is, is we wanted to do some three-minute spots that are pure evangelism at late night times, that are that are really pretty interesting, pretty profound kind of things I've been writing that I that I like. Something along the lines of some of the older folks who remember this, some of you guys will know who this is, but there was a guy Parver used to have this show called The Rest of the Story. And the Bible's loaded with stuff that I call the rest of the story. The story part that you don't usually miss. I've, I'm preparing a bunch of those. If you'd like to help me get some of those on the air or just help us with some of the air freight here for the show here, you can do that by going to DougMurinRadio.com. DougMurinRadio.com would be the easiest place. If you want to mail your contribution, you can do it there. It gives you the address, tells you where to write. Or if you just want to do it right there with PayPal, you can do that. And anyone who gives this month, listen to the show, I'm going to send you a, a copy of a book a friend of mine wrote that is that is uh, A Way Through the Wilderness by a gentleman named uh, Jamie Buckingham. Jamie is, the, I think, one of the best writers who ever of the last century, probably. And uh, it's a book about the wilderness wandering seen from a Christian perspective. And for any amount you want to help us with airtime, I'll send that to you. But please uh, consider that. I know all you have to do is maybe when you get home, you sit down, you might be in your car radio, pull up your computer and look up uh, uh, DougMearandRadio.com. 
Doug Mir Radio, and and then uh, we'll make sure it goes to airtime. That we we really don't have anything else to spend it on. So, thank you for considering that. And uh, God bless you. And let's come back to the show here in a second. And another way to support the Caught on Tape broadcast, when you purchase Logos Bible software products, a portion of those proceeds will benefit this radio program. Just go to Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. That's Logos.com slash Caught on Tape. And now back to more Caught on Tape with Doug Muren. I want to uh, talk a little bit as we go to uh, beating uh, depression to uh, say that, yes, depression causes can come several ways. One, uh, they can be physically uh, a sign that something's wrong with you and, and you're not well. Uh, years ago, I, I get, would give a profile test if I was stumped with somebody as a spiritual leader guide. I, I just didn't feel I could help them. And in this particular test, uh, there was a certain profile that showed that you weren't doing well physically. And I want, I want to say, if you're struggling with depression, it just won't go away. You, you could have something wrong with you. I remember I had one person, it turned out they had cancer. And uh, it was affecting their whole metabolism. They thought they had spiritual problems, you know. And I said, no, I, this, this just doesn't hold up. And the way you've got it. So sometimes you, you want to, I'm going to encourage you to think about that because I care about you. I don't know you. You're listening, but I, I, I really care about that. Also, uh, unforgiveness, spiritual issues can really make you feel depressed. Now, I've been a pastor a long time. I've, I've, <laughs> and I've been a human being a lot longer. I've had people cheat me. Oh, my gosh. I, I'll tell you what. I spent about two hours the other day just so doggone ticked off it would have, it would have blown your mind about something that is probably 20 years old. <laughs> it just came in my mind, and I started feeling kind of bad, and I got to thinking, man, I, I'm so—this this guy cheated me. That guy cheated me out of money deliberately, and you know what? Even though it was deliberate, I had to give up my desire to punish him. I had to forgive. And some of some of our depression, I think, is you can be in a marriage and be unforgiving to the other person, and it may be making you sick. And some of the symptoms are symptoms that you might know that is is you have trouble sleeping. Uh weight gain is another sign uh, that you might be struggling with that. Irritability is another one. An inability to remember what you're reading, uh, to stay focused, uh, sort of, you, you just have trouble doing that. Feelings of being down, we call it anhedemia, which is uh, just the inability to feel peaceful uh, can come over you. A lot of it's neurological, a lot of it's mental, but you can start with forgiveness, and 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 when you forgive, you just release, you just let it go. Remember what Jesus said? They asked him how many times he should, uh, you should, should forgive someone every day. And he said, seven times 70, seven times 70. I took that one day and figured it out. You know, that's a <laughs> forgiving the same person 490 times a day. Uh, I've never met anybody that bad yet. So Jesus was basically saying, if you want to have joy and you want to experience a joyous life, You've got to have forgiveness as a habit. It's got to be a habit that you just forgive, forgive, forgive. Now, let me assure you, I have, I have lived with and around thousands of people, and I have been offended. I have been hurt. Just last week, a, a guy roughed me up because I, I, he was inebriated, and I wouldn't let him misbehave in a public setting. And you don't, 
I'm not wired that way. I'm the nicest man you've ever met. You've never met anybody as nice as I am. But I, I had to find it to not just give a pass on it and say, ah, oh, it's okay. I mean, to, to literally forgive and ask Jesus to, to help him. Uh, and, and, you, and you need to do that. Also, depression uh, can, can, can need to be dealt with if you're in a hopeless situation and, and, and uh, in a relationship that is, in fact, very toxic. Sometimes they just don't get better. And it can cause depression. And depression, we know that depression, particularly that kind I've noticed over the years, any doctor will tell you this, can suppress your immune system. Uh, lengthy periods of no joy can can suppress your immune system till you, you just don't feel well at all and and can actually change the cellular makeup of your body and the chemical makeup of your brain. It's kind of like being in long-term battle. And so sometimes you may need to say, by the grace of God, remove yourself from a toxic situation so you can beat this certain types of depression that comes on from, from a sense of hopelessness. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, life is exciting. And I, I think, too, sometimes one of, the, one of the ways to break out of a downtime is to do something bold. I don't mean something stupid. <laughs> I mean something bold. Some, something, take a new course. Uh, take a, take a, go to an extra service a week. Uh, or learn a new language. Uh, learn a new computer program. Learn a new sport. Learn a new something. So open up some new venture in your life that is challenging to you uh, that, will, uh, that will make things work better for you. And then, and then finally, uh, you know, some, some people resort to substances like alcohol or, or drugs to deal with their depression or their downtime. Uh, let, me, let me assure you, if, if you go that route, you're certainly not alone. Uh, but I can tell you, it's not going to get you out of it. In fact, the ricochet effect of trying to treat your own depression or your own fears or whatnot with substances, the ricochet factor is pretty extreme. It's pretty extreme. And, you, and what's going to happen is you're going to have a more exacerbated situation. And and that count, I would encourage you to get some help. Get some people to help. Sometimes you just got to get some help to get out of these patterns. And uh, that's why we have pastors. That's why you have small group leaders. That's why you have medical doctors, uh, counselors. Sometimes, let me just tell you, you got to humble yourself and say, I just can't get out of this on my own. I've been there. And so I wanted to talk to you today a little bit about depression because it is epidemic. It is uh, my area of Seattle is one of the most depressed areas in the country. Uh, Personally, I think there are uh, the kind of water we drink has been proven to be a problem. Uh, It's reservoir water. It doesn't have enough minerals in it. And we know it does. It it is an issue. Uh, And and it is geographic. Sometimes it's just a mentality of an area we'll build and, and and initially, Seattle was uh, had a certain gene pool that lent itself from parts of the world that were more prone to depression. To be honest with you, uh, you know, I don't want to mention those because you get misunderstood when you when you bring in any kind of racial issue. But but you could have a gene pool that makes you a little susceptible to it. So anyway, no need to be depressed. God wants you to have joy, joy. And uh, let me give you one more little little parting parting scripture to help you. Uh, 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 enjoy life a little bit more. The Bible says very clearly 
that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And I want to I want to encourage you. One of the things you could probably do, I ask people this, if they say, I've been really depressed, I ask them, have you been in a fellowship setting the last month? Let me let me encourage you, if you have found yourself moving away from the body of Christ with joyous worship environment, just just try it this weekend if you've been away and go experience joy with the people of God together again. Before we go today, I want to make an announcement about uh, something I've been asked to do, and I decided, yeah, I'll do it. I, uh, some of you know, I, I about a little over a year ago, I had a pretty nasty heart attack and some, uh, some residual brain damage that is, uh, well, at least in my opinion, has recovered. <laughs> but, uh, and uh, I've, I've been asked if I would help churches learn to do evangelism. And uh, I've got a little uh, school of evangelism that I've put together. And I realize not everybody is a decision maker to listen to the show, but I'm putting a word out there. I, I can do a few of these every month now, and, and I either do them on a Wednesday, Thursday night, or a, a Saturday, and or even a Saturday and Sunday night. And I have found that there has never been a church that I've walked through this material, and I've updated it and got it so we're dealing with some of the nuances of today's folks when it comes to sharing your faith. But I'm finding... That in every congregation that grows, about 10 to 20% of the congregation involves themselves in what I call knowledgeable evangelism. And it does take some training. It's easy to do. I've done it my whole life. I'm, 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 I'm one of these guys that, that I walk down. This has happened to me numerous times in my life. I walk down the street, have people walk up to me and ask me if I'm a Christian. And, uh, and I, I, I know how people respond to the message of the gospel. And so I want to I want to help your church do that. So if you'd like to be part of that, all you have to do is go to my website, Doug Muirin Radio, and there's a little spot there you can communicate with me and say, hey, Doug, would you come and help us do a school of evangelism? Because I'm sure I can help your church start having that kind of conversion growth that makes for a pretty exciting environment. So God bless you. Thanks for listening. I'll look forward to hearing from you. And another way to support the Caught on Tape broadcast, when you purchase Logos Bible software products, a portion of those proceeds will benefit this radio program. Just go to logos.com slash caught on tape. That's logos.com slash caught on tape. Caught on Tape with Doug Murin is a listener and friend supported program. Your help with the show and expanding the evangelism events of Doug Murin is appreciated. You can write Doug Murin, Caught on Tape. At 1806 Fifth Street, Wenatchee, Washington, 98801. Or online at DougMurinRadio.com.